suffering produces endurance. And endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us. But how do we know that? How do we know Paul's words are true? Paul makes a bold claim in these words from his letter to the Romans, bold in part because he writes these words not to Christians like us who gather openly in public places where the doors are left unlocked, but he wrote these words to Christians who gathered underground, sometimes literally underground in basements or cellars where they knew that if there was a knock at the door, that knock that came to search for them in order that they might be hauled off, arrested, tortured, and killed, that maybe, just maybe, that knock would not find them. These Christians in Rome who received this letter, they'd seen their loved ones hauled off by the authorities. They'd lost their jobs. They'd lost their homes. They'd experienced betrayal by friends and family members, and Paul wants them to remember that suffering produces endurance and endurance hope, character and character hope, a hope that doesn't disappoint. How can those words be true? How could they be true back then? How can they be true for us today? It's a little frustrating to me that Paul doesn't explain how that works, how hardship and struggle, instead of undermining our faith, actually strengthen our faith, Instead, Paul writes as if his readers already know that to be true. Because this isn't the kind of truth you can find with your mind. It's not a philosophical pursuit. This is a truth you have to live into. It's a truth Paul lived out. It's a truth he knew that those Roman Christians hiding underground had lived out. There is no worldly logic that can explain to us why suffering is a reason for us to boast and celebrate. Yet Paul encourages us with a confidence that transcends worldly logic. So how can we believe that? How can we believe this thing that every bit of our evolutionary life written into our DNA has taught us that we're supposed to run from at all costs, that suffering is bad and to be escaped even if we cannot escape it. As the dread pirate Roberts said to Princess Buttercup, the Princess Bride, before his true identity was unveiled, life is pain, Highness. Anyone who says differently is selling something. Maybe Paul is just selling something. There are plenty of preachers who fly around the world in fancy jets who tell their congregations to give and give and give until it hurts so that they can enjoy the fruits of that pain and suffering. But Paul isn't like that. Paul isn't writing these words from a place of luxury or comfort. Paul knows suffering. A friend of mine, Scott Gunn, who is the director of the Forward Movement, he wrote this week, from anyone who had not suffered like Paul had, this might seem shallow and ignorant of people's pain, but in the context in which it's given, it's a stunningly beautiful message of hope and consolation. Paul 
knew the same hardship that his readers knew. Struggle was a part of his resume. As Paul wrote in a letter to the Corinthian church, we commend ourselves by great endurance in afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, and hunger. For Paul, the suffering he endured was not a sign that he had failed in his mission to be faithful to God, but it was a reminder to him that in Jesus Christ, Paul had found a peace that was not only greater than the suffering that he endured, but a peace that was even able to overcome that suffering. Since we are justified by faith, he writes, we have peace through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the kind of peace we seek in this world. Paul explains to us that because of Jesus' faithfulness, even to death on the cross, and because our faith that that death and his resurrection have secured for us an unalienable relationship with God, that gives us peace. And it's the kind of peace that gives us reason to boast. First, in our hope of sharing one day in the glory of God. That's the easy part. That's the boasting that Christians find natural to, to share, that one day we will wear the starry crown and dwell with God in paradise. That's the easy boasting. And it's a good thing to hope for. It is good for us to know that what awaits us on the other side of this life is life with God eternal. But Paul goes further than that. Paul knows that the peace we have in Jesus Christ is more than just a promise for the life that is to come. The peace we have been given has power for us in this life as well, a peace that enables us to boast even in the midst of suffering because we know. As people of faith, we know because of the love that has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, we know that the sufferings we endure are not a sign that we have failed in God's eyes, but a reminder that because of Christ, God's love can never be defeated. Because of Jesus, we know that our suffering teaches endurance. And endurance builds up character. And character is itself proof that nothing can separate us from God's love through our Savior, Jesus Christ. In other words, that right and perfect relationship with God that we have been given through Christ is more than a ticket to heaven. It is our guarantee that the suffering we endure in this life is not a sign that God has abandoned us, but a reminder that God never will. Is that easy to believe? Of course not. Of course not. It's hard to maintain confidence that in a world that is filled with so much suffering, God is still God. And that somehow in a way that surpasses our understanding, God is already bringing all things to their beautiful and perfect fulfillment. But if our faith in Christ is going to mean anything to us, except some escapist fantasy that will find us one day, we've got to seek that same peace in our lives here and now. We must strive for that truth, a truth that Paul knew not only with his mind, but even in the wounds that he bore for the sake of Christ. 
We must pursue that sense of belonging, the belonging to God that can never be broken. We must dwell securely in that love that God has poured into our hearts, not only when we imagine what awaits us in heaven, but even while we endure what we face on the earth. Because of Christ, we are loved not only at the end of this life, but in this life as well. So we boast not because we suffer, but because in Christ we know that that suffering cannot defeat us. And that is surely a reason to celebrate. Thanks be to God. Amen.